0: Hello friends and welcome to the show. This episode of HR Oxygen is brought to you by Boss Builders University. If you're looking to train up your supervisors and managers, please check out our newest offering, The Art of Being a Great Boss. In this 13-month program, I'll be taking your managers through our driving results curriculum, which includes topics on communication, performance management, motivation, delegation, problem-solving, decision-making, team development, and much more. The sessions are virtual, running one hour each month. These are live now, and I'll do it using our popular sketch and seminar graphic art and storytelling format. No boring PowerPoints, stale stories, and outdated tools and techniques. The sessions are engaging and provide practical, tactical tools that can be used immediately after the sessions. For more information on this program, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com. We are just getting into 2021. And for many of us, this is a year we're hoping is a hell of a lot better than the last one. Also, usually the beginning of a new year is when people start with resolutions, goals and intentions. Some of you out there may actually be in part of the group that says 2021 is going to be the year that I write my book and if that's the case then you will particularly enjoy today's guest now emily barras was with us about a year and three or four months ago and she talked about being bold in business well she took her own advice and she is bold in business she has started her own publishing company and the topic today is how to write that book but this is specifically for women emily's publishing company specifically works with women so, if you are a woman today and you have a book inside of you that needs to come out, you definitely need to tune in. If you happen to be a man, well, you can tune in too. And then I want you to invite your lady friends to listen to this. If you are a woman who does not have a book inside of you, well, I want you to listen as well. Emily's a great guest. She was a lot of fun to have when I was visiting with her about a year or so ago, and this has been no different. It's been a great time. So why don't you go ahead and get some paper and pencil out? You're going to need it for this one because if you want to write that book in 2021, Emily's going to show you how to get it done. So let's quit talking about Emily. Let's let her do the talking. Time to put that personal item under the seat in front of you. Buckle that seatbelt. Time for us to take off.
1: Should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead area. Please place the mask over your own mouth and nose before assisting others. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast, the show focused on the overworked, overwhelmed, and underappreciated HR professional. And now, here is the host of our show, the boss builder, Mac Monroe.
0: Emily Barras, welcome back to the show.
2: Oh, thank you, Mac. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, you know, I was looking back, and we were last on together in August of 2019, and the topic was how to be bold in business, and so that was a year and a couple of months ago, so when we did this last thing, no one had ever heard of coronavirus, and we were worried about being bold in business. Things have changed radically, and we're getting toward the end of another year, and this is the time of year that people start thinking about, all right, what am I going to do in the coming year? And some people say, I'm going to lose weight. Some people say, I'm going to quit smoking. But there's a lot of people that say, you know what? This is the year I'm going to write my book. And so our topic today is going to be writing books and publishing books, but specifically for women. So I got a whole bunch of questions here. I know this is going to be a very hot topic, but let's go back to you, Emily. Talk about your journey that has led you back to publishing.
2: Well, I think like many people, COVID has been a time where I have been, you know, looking at my life and thinking about, um, am I doing the things that that I want to do, you know, in my life? Am I doing the things that give me joy? And, and much as I loved working um, in women's empowerment with Bolden Business, I realized that I really missed publishing. Um, I am a storyteller, and I love stories, and I love hearing other people's stories. And so um, in the summer of this year, 2020, I made the decision to go back to publishing, and that's when I um, opened Bold Story Press, a publishing platform for women authors.
0: Wow. So this is, you did this in a former life, you moved into something else. Now you go back to the former life, but it's different now because this is your company, right? Right. Very
2: different.
0: In the, the beauty of having your own company is you do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to ask permission. So you have taken a bold step in bold story press, and this is for women only. So tell us why that's important.
2: So I was 32 years in the publishing industry. My last role was editor-in-chief at a division of McGraw-Hill. And during the time that I was doing this research on on women's empowerment and learning more about, more about um, how women are represented in our culture and in our world, I realized that unwittingly, I had perpetuated a male bias um, in the publishing industry in those 32 years. And and the industry always had has leaned toward um, toward men and and male writers such that that the best of the of the 10 best selling books in, in um, the history of publishing, eight of them were written by men. And so there's been a, a bias there for a very long time. And without realizing it, I contributed to that bias in those 32 years. And so I decided when, um, when I was planning to open Bold Story Press, that I wanted to do something about uh, helping the world, find a better balance of, of women's voices and stories with with the men. And so that's why I decided that I would publish women's stories only.
0: Okay. Well, I like the idea. So somebody who's listening right now has probably had a book inside of them. Is, in your experience, do, do authors tell you this? They've got a book inside or they've got some idea. How does that normally work?
2: It's interesting that you use that that phrase because one of the things that um, surprised me when I first started working with authors is they would they would talk about um, having a book inside of them that they felt compelled to get out and it's as though there is this story that that is you know pushing them to, to get out um, so some women experience it that way and some women, um, just know that they have a story, whether it's a, a family story or their own experience um, in business and in life, they have a story that they want to tell. and and but too often women think about it as someday. Someday I'm going to write that book. And I I, I think every, every person certainly has a story that they would like to share with the world. Um and that's what publishing is about.
0: Since you have a lot of people that do this and yet there's not a lot of authors, why do you suppose Emily that people say I've got this book inside of me, I'm going to get around to it one day, but it never happens? What holds people back?
2: Well, I can tell you specifically for women that that very few women, very few men suffer from perfectionism. And it is a um, an issue that really um, affects women. And when you are suffering from the idea that that whatever you do in life has to be perfect, it's very difficult to get started. And so, so writing that book with a with the belief that it has to be perfect, but but a concern that, you know, you're not a perfect writer, maybe you're not even a terribly experienced writer. It holds women back from getting started. And, you know, my advice to, to all women would be just start writing your story. Don't worry about, about who's going to publish it, when it's going to be published, and if it will ever be published. Just start writing your story.
0: So when someone starts, how do most people do it? Do most people just open up Microsoft Word and start banging it out? Do some people longhand it? Do some people do, uh, where they talking to a microphone? What have you seen?
2: I think there are probably as many ways to... Uh to attack this as, as as we can imagine. I mean, some people do write longhand on paper. I had authors that used to say that they, that that there's a tension that exists between between um when you're bringing pen or pencil to paper and not working on a word processor where you can just zip, you know, uh, um, erase it and start over, and they prefer working in that environment. Most writers work on word, you know, where they sit down and they and they start writing. Some writers, like myself approach the the process as, I'm going to just download my brain. I'm going to I'm going to just blah everything I can think of about this story onto the paper, and then I'll come back and in next in in subsequent drafts I will remove the superfluous. I will edit out um, material that needs to be edited out. But I'll start with everything I can think of. So I just I just download it all onto the paper. Some people start with an outline and a plan and they, then they flesh out that that table of contents to make um, uh, each chapter have several paragraphs and then they come back and then they flesh out that paragraph fully. So, so different people approach uh, a project like this in different ways, um, but there are many ways to do it and, and you need to find the way that, that you're most comfortable with so that you can work on it hopefully every day. You know, if you want to be a writer, you have to
0: write. I guess so. That makes sense. <laughs> so, so it seems to me that the biggest fear is number one, I've got it inside of me. I need to get it on the paper. Can I do it? The second thing is, is anybody going to want to buy it? Right? So what do you say to someone that is, is, is not going to move forward because they're afraid nobody's going to buy it?
2: well we live in a in a such a different world today of, in in with respect to publishing it used to be true that if your book wasn't going to sell 10,000 copies then you'd never get it published and um so the the, the question about will anyone want to buy it or will it be a best selling book used to be a practical and real concern because you wouldn't be able to get it published if if someone didn't believe that But today there are so many ways to publish your book, including publishing it yourself, self-publishing, that you don't have to be as concerned about how many people will buy it. And there are many writers out there who want to write down this story for future generations, you know, of their family and friends. And, And if it only sells a couple hundred copies, they're fine with that because they're thinking about legacy. And they're thinking about, what will I leave in this world when I'm gone? And they make the decision that one of the things they want to leave is this story. So uh, um, thinking about how many copies it's going to sell, I think can even hold you back. I think you should think about sharing the story and how you might um, help or enrich the lives of others by doing that.
0: Now, it sounds like a really good, noble mission to have. So we're still in the process of writing the book now. And then you suddenly hit this thing called writer's block. So in your experience as a publisher and an author, how do you handle something like that? And is that inevitable?
2: I think it is inevitable. Um, I think every writer deals with writer's block. And and again, there are different, different methods work for different people. Uh, Stephen King, who is obviously a prolific writer and very successful writer talks about how he, he has trained his creative side to show up and be active when he sits down every day at the same time in the same place, opens his computer and starts to write. And so he's a big believer that you, you must write every day at the same time and commit to writing Whatever that is, a thousand words, two thousand words, um, even if it's a paragraph when you're getting started, and over time, your brain and your creative you know muse know that every day at this time at eight a.m. we're going to sit down in front of the computer and that is the time to engage. Um, and so you can train yourself to be uh, productive and to be creative by practicing. That consistent practice for some people it is um, removing yourself from that environment and doing something completely different. You know, go for a long hike or um, go to a concert and bring yourself back with with um, renewed energy and and try again. And my advice to authors, and I've worked with so many authors over the years, is to is to pick a, a goal that is the smallest possible goal you know you can achieve. So even if it's just I'm gonna sit down every morning at 8 a.m and I'm gonna write one sentence. And if that's all you can do, then do that. And and over time you will find that you'll you'll get past the block and be able to write more and more. So It consistency lies at the heart, uh, however, of of how to how to overcome writer's block.
0: Well, I guess if you're going to do this, you have to treat it like it's a job and you might get Saturday and Sunday off and you could take a vacation. But I guess every other day is a work day, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's that's a good way to think about it. Yeah.
0: All right. So we have an author who has now taken that story from her head, from her heart, wherever it's coming from. It's now on paper or it's on a computer. Now that it's all done, what would be the next step? Because I know we have to publish it. Do we get an editor? What would you recommend?
2: Well, there are three um, basic uh, roads to publishing these days. One is the traditional publishing house, and that's the five big publishers. And to send your material to them to be considered uh, for publication with one of those publishers, you have to find an agent because they don't accept unsolicited manuscripts. And so there are lists of agents on Google and the library, and you can start writing query letters to agents and send out hundreds of those letters in in the search to find an agent in order to publish with one of the big five. That's one route. Another route is to self-publish, and that means that um, you write your book. And if you if you choose, you hire an editor whom you find online. You find your own designer and hire that person to do your cover and your interior design. And then you upload the ebook onto Amazon yourself, and you promote the book yourself. And certainly, many people are doing that. We are, we are seeing as many as 4,000 books being published every day. And, and the bulk of them are self-published books on Amazon. And then finally, there are hybrid publishers like Bold Story Press, where we will work with you and assign editors who've been doing this for many, many years and designers who are very experienced in the publishing industry to edit your book, to design your book, um, to do all of the the behind-the-scenes logistics like the metadata research and getting copyrights and ISBNs. And we will help you publish a high-quality, professionally published book that that you can then um, market to the world. So there are a number of routes to get there.
0: Well, I think for some authors, their big question is, okay, I'm going to write this book. Now, how will I get paid? And So I think there's going to be on one end of the extreme, there'll be a J.K. Rowling or a Stephen King, who just the mention of one of their books gets people opening up their wallets. That, I would imagine, is a smaller percentage of the audience. Would you agree from your experience? Oh,
2: like a tiny, tiny percentage of the audience. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if that's not where most of the authors will be, what can a person reasonably expect to make if they write a book because there's that excitement, right? I'm writing a book. Oh, good for you. When's it coming out? Oh, it'll be out here in a couple of months, right? There's that excitement. And then down deep inside, I think all of us are saying, God, wouldn't it be great if I could make so much money on this book that I could retire and then I could write more books. So what is a realistic way, or I'm not going to say an amount because that's probably a hard one to answer. But in your experience, what do the average authors end up making when they write a book?
2: Well, even um, even 20 years ago, uh, when I was an executive in the publishing industry, or you know, six years ago when I was a, a an executive in the publishing industry, it was true that that a small percentage of our books actually made their sales estimates. And I know a study was done years ago that looked at the average sales per book. Um, in the industry, and that was over the life of the title. So the book might be in print for ten years. And the average sales for um, the you know, the typical book was two thousand copies over that ten year period. So that's not that's not rolling in dough. <laughs> um, and if your goal is to make money from your writing, it's very, very difficult to do. And especially in today's environment where where there are 4,000 books being published every day, getting the attention of the market and finding your readers has become very challenging. And I think publishers are looking for authors who already have a following, have a network. Um, So, so, I think it's it's important to be realistic when you start this process about your expectations. Um, and and it's important to do this because because it gives you joy and and because it's um, something that you want to leave for your loved ones, so that you're not at the end of the process feeling uh, unhappy if sales don't reflect, you know, that you made X X number of dollars per hour for working on it. It's it's difficult to do that.
0: So for the author who knows now that they are not going to get to retire on a Caribbean (laughs) island from the sales of their book. And aside from, you know, the idea I wanna, I have this book in me that wants to get out. In your experience, what do authors do with those books to generate other income?
2: Well, a number of writers today are entrepreneurs or um, executives in the corporate world who want to build their brand. And so they they write the books and they publish the books because they want to be seen as an authority in in their um, area of expertise. And no one asks you know who published your book or how many units did it sell so just by virtue of being able to say i am an author i wrote a book on this topic you have this instant credibility assigned to you so as a business strategy it has become a very effective way for entrepreneurs and executives to um, to build their brand and so if you don't get any return sales-wise on that, but but the market now sees you as a published author and as an expert, that is an investment well worth making for for a number of
0: business people.
2: Did I answer your question?
0: Yeah, that was what I was wondering. You know, yeah. because somebody might be listening, saying, "Well, I guess I ain't going to get rich. Why bother?" But you're saying you should bother, Absolutely. right? Because not all the money will come from the sale of the books, especially if we're only going to sell 2000 over 10 years. Right. And
2: and um, if you if you have an interest in getting onto the speaking circuit or you would like to um, speak at conferences in order to build your business, we're getting to the point where many conferences won't book you unless you're an author, unless you're a published author. So it's almost becoming a needed credential.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's I mean, in my experience, that's what I've always done It's it's a ticket to other things be nice if everybody wanted to buy your book, but I guess it's just not the case. Right. So I guess now you've given us three avenues to publish. One is going the traditional route with the big five. The second is using Amazon, whether you're gonna do printing through KDP or you're gonna do Kindle version or both. And then the third is the hybrid model, which is what you're advocating. So right now, Emily, if somebody says, you know what, I want I want the hybrid and I want to go to a publisher who is going to focus attention on women authors. How do our audience members who are listening reach out to you, Emily, and engage with Bold Story Press?
2: Oh, Mac, thank you for asking that. <laughs> you can reach me at at Emily at boldstorypress.com. Um, you can check out our website. To learn more about our process and and how we work, and you can find us on social media um, at Bold Story Press on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and and Facebook. Um, and we are we don't publish all books submitted to us. We are only publishing high quality books. But the process is um, is a a uh, professional but nurturing one because we develop a relationship with our authors and we work with them to make their books the best possible book um, that we can publish. So so we handpick these titles carefully um, and and I'd love to hear from writers out there who have, who have a book they'd like to talk to us about.
0: Excellent. Well, last question I have for you is one from your experience, the years you've spent in publishing, the years as an author, the years you've spent working with authors, what is the best advice you can give to somebody right now who's listening to this saying 2021 is going to be the year my book's coming up? What advice would you give them?
2: Just do it. <laughs> Sit down tomorrow morning and write one paragraph and do that every morning until you can write two it's um it, the process is one that becomes easier and even even fulfilling and enjoyable once you start and you begin to put words on the page so just commit to yourself you know that in 2021 you will sit at your computer or your notepad or or speak into you know a recording device every morning for 30 minutes and and start the process of writing your story excellent
0: well emily it's been great having you back on the show i love the venture that you're involved with i really hope if you're listening today you will take advantage of working with emily and bold story press but if there's nothing else you take from this just get busy writing and let's get that book that's inside you out where other people can actually check it out emily Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to visit with us right before the holidays.
2: Thank you, Mac, I really enjoyed it.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast. We hope you found something today that will relieve your stress, feed your soul, and pump you up to face another day. At Boss Builders, we want to let you know that we appreciate the hard work you do every day as an HR professional. And, as a reminder, always make sure to adjust your own oxygen mask before attempting to help those around you. Be well.